This is a Canon 16 to 35 millimeter zoom lens, and this, well, it's another Canon 16 to 35 millimeter zoom lens. This lens is $1,000, and this lens is, well, $2,000. So what's the difference? This lens has a maximum aperture of f2.8, and this lens has a maximum aperture of f4. This one has optical image stabilization, and this one, well, it's one stop brighter, so you don't need it, right? In this video, we are going to be comparing two of the best lenses in Canon's lineup because I was really curious, and quite frankly, they're both very impressive. We're gonna dive down into all the details, but first I wanna give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. Squarespace is the all-in-one solution for building a beautiful website portfolio or online store. Building websites is as easy as grabbing one of their award-winning templates and customizing the whole thing in a dragon drop interface. If you can drag a folder of images onto a web browser, you can build a website. Visit Squarespace today for a free trial, and if you decide it's right for you, use offer code AOP on checkout, which will save you an additional 10%. Once again, that offer code is AOP, and I want to give a special shout out and thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. So in this video, we are going to compare and do a little shootout on the 16-35mm to zoom lenses from the Canon lineup. This is the 16-35mm to f2.8. This is version three, which at the time I'm filming is the latest version, and I'm going to compare that with the 16 to 35 millimeter f4, which is one stop less capable of what this lens will do. Otherwise, they're pretty much the same. Oh, and this one has optical image stabilization. Both of these lenses are configured with three aspherical and two ultra dispersion elements. The f2.8 lens features 16 elements in 11 groups, and the f4 version of this lens features 16 elements in 12 groups. The range and versatility of both of these lenses is extremely impressive. For longer focal lengths, both lenses render extremely sharp, even when you shoot wide open. When focused at closer distances, though, depth of field is much more prominent, and each lens starts to show a little bit of a unique character. Depth of field is obviously going to be less prominent on the wider ends of these lenses. So if you're shooting at 16 millimeters versus when you shoot at 35 millimeters, it becomes much more obvious. I do have some raw files available for download for channel sponsors. And if you'd like to sponsor this channel, you can get access to all the sample files that I use in these videos. Just click on the sponsor button below this video for more information. The f2.8 version of this lens is going to give you a shallower depth of field, but we're really only talking one stop. And the interesting thing is when you compare both lenses, I found that the specular reflect and I'm talking about the out-of-focus areas, look slightly more pleasing on the f4, even when both lenses are set to f4. The f4 version of the lens, and this is worth noting too, holds contrast slightly better, though you do see some vignetting. Now, here's the deal. All of this can be compensated for in post-production, but I thought this might be interesting for those of you who like to get things right in camera. I think this is also clearly going to come down to personal taste. Once you stop down beyond 5.6 or so, both lenses are extremely close in terms of image quality. Lens flare is extremely well-managed in both of these lens designs. In fact, I actually had to work pretty hard to get it to overflare. But then when you do, it's actually kind of an interesting effect and the reflections are really nice. It's actually kind of difficult for me to tell you which one I liked over the other because most of the time I enjoyed shooting with each one of them so much I had to remember to actually switch lenses to get some comparison shots. And if you shoot with the wide angle lenses, both are impressive and two of the nicest lenses that I've ever used in this focal range. One thing that could be a deal for some people is the f2.8 is noticeably heavier than the f2.8. 
of four. I didn't find it cumbersome, but if you're going to use these for street photography and you're going to be walking around for long periods of time, that might be an issue. The F4 is going to be my winner here, but that one stop can be a big difference to certain people. And if you shoot in low light and you know exactly who you are and you probably already know this, even if I own both of these lenses, I'd probably use the F4 version more often. It does have optical image stabilization if you need it with slow shutter speeds. And for me though, the difference came down to those wider apertures at closer distances. To my eyes, I just like the depth of field rendition slightly better and the contrast was just slightly better for my taste. The F2.8 is a fantastic lens, but essentially you're going to be paying double the price just to get one more stop of light. One of the big reasons that I was particularly interested in looking at these two Canon 16 to 35 millimeter zooms is actually the way I make these videos. Now, when you see me from this camera angle, I have a little rig that I use, and typically I use this lens, which is a Zeiss Battis 25 millimeter F2 prime lens. This lens is incredible. I love this lens a lot, but it is a fixed focal length. I have an 18 millimeter and I can switch those out if I want to vary the camera angles up. See, sometimes I like to go wide, or if I have something really important to tell you, I will zoom in for dramatic effect. Either way, it's a technique that you can use to create a little bit of interest, particularly when you have a one camera angle shoot for a good portion of a video. So that's a technique that I want to use. And rather than switching these lenses out, I want to be able to just move the zoom and make my edits. And the other thing that's very cool is being able to use manual focus that is not focus by wire. So many lenses that come out today, these manufacturers want to make them focus by wire, which is an electronic focus, and it's very difficult to work with. And for this particular setup, I prefer manual focus. Now, another thing that I noticed when I first started testing out these two lenses, and this might blow your mind, right now we are filming, this is the Canon, this is the F4 version of this lens that I'm using that you're seeing me filmed with right now. This is the 2.8. And I'm going to switch this out with the Zeiss, and I want you to see what happens. Now I'm filming with the Zeiss. This is the 25 millimeter F2. We'll go back just one more time. This is the Canon and this is the Zeiss. There is a substantial difference. Now I have color graded this footage by the time you've seen it, but when I was switching back and forth between the two lenses, I copied the same grade so that you could see the differences between the color. Now I'm not saying that one lens is better than the other. It's just worth noting. In fact, I think in this day and age, most people are gonna do some type of post-processing, whether it's stills or video, but it just depends on what it is you'd like to shoot and what it is you'd like to go for. If you want a more saturated look or a little bit more subdued look, you have room to go with with either one. But I thought that was an interesting difference and I did want to note it. So the bottom line, these two zoom lenses is actually they are both incredible. Now the f2.8 version is twice as expensive as the f4. I have noticed in what I've been showing you today optically they are very similar. The only thing I'm noticing that's different other than a slight size and a slight weight difference is an extra stop of light and is it worth paying twice as much for. Now I think there are certain photographers and if you're in this camp you know who you are where you shoot in low light a lot whether it's video or stills and sometimes that one stop can make a big difference but I think for most of us the F4 is really my recommendation. I think it is a hell of a deal. Which brings me to another point, which is why I like Canon lenses so much. Now, they've been at this a while, and if you look at the range of their lineup, they are constantly improving certain lenses. And the other thing that I really like about Canon is when they have a lens that's expensive that does something really well, there's usually an alternative that's fairly affordable that gives you almost all the same stuff you're gonna get out of the more expensive version. So I think certainly, for instance, this is an example of that. Another one, years ago, I was shooting a lot with the 85 millimeter focal range. And I really wanted to get the 85 millimeter 1.2. I had rented it, I'd borrowed one from somebody. My favorite lens by far in their entire lineup. I really like that lens, but it's also astronomically expensive. So what I ended up doing was I bought the 1.8 version. I thought, well, I'm gonna shoot on this until I can afford the 1.2. And the reality is, is the 1.8 is an incredible lens too. In fact, if you're doing a lot of portraits, 
f1.2 is so thin and so shallow sometimes it's really hard to get your focus right on whereas you're probably going to be shooting in the f4 area just saying but that's just another example and it's one of the things that i think canon are so good at anyway i would like to know what you guys think if you have any experience with either one or both of these zoom lenses please let me know in the comments and if you're into canon gear i have a whole playlist of videos that i've made on canon stuff and then last week i did this crazy video about this phase one thing that i got to borrow which is a really expensive camera it was a lot of fun to shoot on so I will link that up as well until the next video I'll see you guys then later